This is the business of sports. Let's talk Super Bowl and Fox Sports. Every single thing that occurs, I want people to remember this is a business. Guaranteed money isn't necessarily guaranteed. Michael Barr. How high can these valuations go? Scott Soshnank. Duke. Everybody loves rooting against him, right? Evan Novi Williams. Off the field, the NBA has never been buzzier. And the leaders in the sports industry. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Mike Oresco, he's the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. Jared Smith, president of Ticketmaster. Mindy race car driver, Elio Castroneves. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshman. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And let's start. Oh, my. Did you just bump your mouth on your windscreen? I did. <laughs> you weren't supposed to see that. But... I turned and I thought I caught the little mouth bump. You startled uh, yourself. Yeah, I did, man. I tried to eat the windscreen and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, how can the Knicks tick off their number one fan, Spike Lee? How does it happen? Yeah, you know, I was I was debating with Evan, like, should we cover this? Because it's kind of silly. But this is sports business. This is management. This is culture. This is catering to customer. This is about the business of. Yeah. Like, you have to know if, if there's a beef. And I'm not going to say who started, who right, who wrong. I mean, let's summarize quickly. We just, yeah, I just want people, facts here. I just want facts here. Apparently, Spike Lee, who has been going to games forever, the highest profile Knicks fan, from what we can tell, has spent between 2 and $3 million on tickets. He went through the employee entrance. That's the one I use as a media entrance, and the Knicks have told them don't do that. So they wanted him to actually leave Madison Square Garden and go through the, and go through the VIP entrance, yeah. which is on 31st Street, whereas the employee entrance is on 33rd Street. And he was like, no, I've already scanned my ticket. Maybe they won't let me back in. And this became a public beef between the biggest fan the team has and management. I, I just... I don't understand how that happens, how this cannot quietly be quashed. I, you know, it, the thing is, it's it's one thing, okay, if the security wants you to go through a different entrance, that's one thing. But Spike Lee also had a legitimate concern. Look, you've scanned the ticket already. Yeah, again, we talk about you know these types of things a lot. I think the, the big thing here is that the Knicks, and particularly owner Jim Dolan, the because this keep happening, they have no benefit of the doubt, right? If this was Jack Nicholson having this argument in L.A., for example, I, don't I, th- can't, I, don't I can't think anybody Jack Nicholson having this argument exactly. With Jeannie but, Buss. but even if it happened, I don't think anybody would care about it. Can I read the it's statement? The, it's the fact that Jim Dolan has had this fight with Charles Oakley, one of the most beloved Knicks ever. I'm going to be in fairness in the Oakley one. Like Oakley did get aggressive with security staff. I mean, I, 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 I get it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But Oakley was wrong. Again, I don't even think it matters who's right and wrong. I think just the fact that the Knicks continue to step on their own feet around a whole host of issues surrounding Jim Dolan is the reason why this becomes a massive Let deal. me read the statement they put out. The idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we have repeatedly asked him to not use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden, is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. He is welcome to come to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance, just not through our employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed to last night when they shook hands. Oof. And then wow. apparently Spike went on ESPN <laughs> and said, Jim's target is out to get me. And, uh, it, you know, I, I just, I, it, 
It baffles the mind. Well, now, by the way, we should add Spike Lee has now said, I'm not going not to going any anymore. more Knicks games this year. What does he, what does he pay, three $300,000 a year in tickets? I mean, he pays for his seat. Some people right. think celebrities get no, free, no, no, but whatever. No, he, he Spike pays, pays for, for his two seats, yeah, up, up front. The only person we haven't heard from is Reggie Miller. By the way, Oakley has. We have heard from Reggie Miller. Oh, what did Reggie Miller yeah, say? Yeah, Reggie Miller. Yeah, like playfully on Twitter, joked that I missed uh, the this, tweet. This would not happen in Indiana. So if Spike Lee was a free agent, he was welcome to come to the whatever the Fieldhouse the, is. The out there. Simon Brothers will uh, not. To, is, it, is it still Conseco? Like in our continuing, I can't remember. <laughs> I no, it's know. bankers, yeah, I don't, I don't farmers, insurance, insurance, bankers. I don't know. Either way, Reggie Miller, tongue in cheek, said gotcha. he's welcome to root for the Pacers anytime he wants. Wow! I, I, again, we're not taking any sides because no. we don't. We all, we only know, and I always say this as the media: only ten percent of what the real deal is. But we just, I'm just don't talking from from a, just a pure business standpoint. You don't want a fight with your best customers. Bad business, especially yeah, an ambassador for the team. I just don't think you would want a public feud with that person. How can you squash this differently? How can this be handled differently, both by Spike and by the Knicks? Now, and what I don't understand, though, is, okay, Spike goes through the uh, employee entrance. No, next time, go through the other entrance, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah. But... We could have just said, Spike, go where you're supposed to go. Yeah. What's the big deal? Like, why can't you go to 31st Street? I, again, look, I, I don't know what the heck happened. I actually prefer the – I've done both. Yeah. Well, you know your VIP. I, I like the, 30, the 31st Street. <laughs> it's better. It, it, to me, that's better than 33rd Street. Uh, let's talk about the Olympics, ad sales. Now, here's, what's, here's the good thing about ad sales. Uh, apparently that uh, they have passed the $1.25 billion Olympic ad sales. They sold about 90% – of its inventory. NBC has. NBC, right. Yes. Now, that's the good thing. Uh, the problem is, yeah, the bad. is if this will even happen. Right. Uh, and again, uh, the Japan's Olympics minister said it would be theoretically possible to delay the summer Tokyo but Olympics. But they also said date. that it's not, it's not, we're on, the, the Olympics are on, and when they're going to push for these games to go on be, precisely because of things like NBC has passed $1.25 billion in ad sales. Yeah, and that is that's passing the record they set four years ago with the with the Rio games to kind of put that in perspective. Also, you know, because NBC, you know, had earnings this week, Comcast chairman and CEO Brian Roberts, Comcast owns NBC, also gave kind of some insight into how they're thinking about the potential of, of Olympic games that might be postponed or canceled. Some interesting things here. He said, we have insurance, we have contractual pr- protections, as we've discussed. Um, and this is not only a profit opportunity for these games. But, and this is important, I think, for people to realize as we talk about other sponsors and media partners, this is a profit opportunity moving forward. A lot of these partners are locked in for not just this games, but the next winter games and then the next summer games in Paris and then the next winter games and then the big one, the, the, the next summer games right. in L.A. Hi, Casey um, So, you know, while, you know, there may be partners and maybe sponsors, maybe media companies that may take a little bit of a bath. On, on Olympics games that gets canceled or gets postponed. Uh, the truth is that they are in this for the long haul. They have paid billions of dollars, not just for these games, but for the ones moving forward, and especially the one in 2028 in L.A. Now, the, the thing is, is that in, in the Tokyo officials, they can say it all they want with their nostrils flaring, oh, we're going to continue on with the games. But if the coronavirus is out of control, 
uh, you know, it, it's going to come down to what the IOC is also going to say. Well, it, it may be take. I mean, it may come down to what the WHO says. Yeah. The one, the one advantage that. Uh, the IOC has, and we'll transition to college basketball because they don't have the same advantage. The WHO, that's not a small conference out west, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, like that. not like the MAC. And, or, yeah. Okay, I just yeah. want to make sure everybody uh, else, the World Health Organization. The IOC, you know, we're still five months away from the Olympics. So theoretically, they have some time to see, is this thing going to get significantly worse, in which case the decision might be easy? Is this thing going to get decidedly better, in which case the decision also might be easy? Or is it going to stay kind of in this nebulous zone? Uh, Other sporting events, including March Madness, which is supposed to start in less than two weeks, uh, does not have that benefit, right? They have to start making decisions shortly about uh, what what they think for for their tournament without without the ability to see kind of where this virus goes in the next few months. And I spoke with NCAA brass earlier this week about what they're thinking about. They made it clear. Everything is on the table. They're prepared to possibly play games in some areas without, uh, without fans. They may even be thinking about postponing, delaying, canceling, shortening. What I was told, everything that you can think of as a fan, they will not be playing outdoors in Santa Monica parks. I guarantee they're (laughs) not going to do that, but he's being modest by the way. Do you see everybody else is quoting Mr. Novi Williams story, by the way? Uh, Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I just want to make sure everybody knows that Novi Williams got to the NCAA first, right? He went to the right. But I mean, in this talk, let's look at what else has happened recently. The, the NBA Africa league, postponed its inaugural start mm-hmm. we have chicago state said they're not going to go to seattle and utah valley said we're not going to play there because of coronavirus so all of these sort of what's seeming are the these hard line statements we're going to do this where you at? you don't know you just don't know and increasingly the sports world is taking notice and saying we're not going to do it we're, we're going to be careful yeah the, the chicago state those two basketball games and and the women's games they're not hosting those schools either uh those are the first u.s sporting events that are severely affected by this and as we've been saying for for weeks now they are definitely not going to be the last this is just kind of the start of what i think is going to be a severe disruption uh for college basketball pro basketball pro hockey who knows down the line it wouldn't surprise me if you saw some games without fans because let's face it yes it's nice to see the fans in the stands but the real money comes from the televised rights and that coin with the ads you don't want to scrap that well so. yeah i mean let, let's say i mean well, even you could actually benefit if everybody's stuck in their house they'll do things like watch sports yeah. <laughs> i mean you, you, i mean you do see it you see it in times of recession people go and they look toward entertainment uh, mm-hmm. Less expensive entertainment, and certainly watching on TV is one of those options. Realistically, as we record right now, you know the NHL is adding a franchise in Seattle. If that team was playing in Seattle right now, I'm not convinced that they would be having twenty thousand fans at at that arena on on a nightly basis. Uh, I I don't know that for sure, but again, I, I just think that as in Seattle seems to be kind of the the first place where the virus has really taken root in, in large numbers here in the U.S., but it probably won't be the last. Uh, so yeah, I think we're going to see you know some some pretty big disruptions. Hello, Tim Lawicki. Yeah, <laughs> oh, friends <laughs> of the program in different places. Let's talk about Zion Williamson. He got his chicken because he signed an exclusive memorabilia deal with Fanatics. Yeah, I mean, adding to a stable of folks who are doing this with Fanatics. My favorite part of the whole thing, did you see him signing the ball? No, I didn't. In the promo? Well, Zion's a lefty. Yeah. So the interesting part, and you don't think about this, like, you know, right-handers don't have to think about this stuff. Just flows off the page. Yeah, he signs his last name first so that he doesn't go into it with his hand and smudge it. 
You never thought about that, I never thought about that one bit. (laughs) There you go. You're right. I never thought about that. A little food for Southpaw thought. Thank you. That's a a little Wilson moment, man, right there. Yes. I like that. A good, a good signing for, pun intended, a good signing for Fanatics here. <laughs> I, was like, I was the wondering, um, did he? You know, for, people know Fanatics has kind of taken over in the past, you know, five years the the licensed apparel jersey world, and they Give are me now. Give me two favorite words, Evan. Uh, scale. No, uh, well, yes, but um, vertical, vertical integration. integration. Yes, yeah, a vertical integration of um, Fanatics. <laughs> uh, they are now kind of taking that same approach for memorabilia, right? They're signing a lot of these guys to exclusive deals. Alexander Ovechkin, Peyton Manning, Carson Wentz, uh, Chris Bryant, Luka Doncic, just to name a few, Aaron Judge. Uh, they have these exclusive deals up right now. Uh, and again, they, they operate the online store for a number of uh, a number of these franchises in Smoothie King Arena, see, got the well uh, done. That is what got it the is. naming rights right there. One, yeah. um, they also operate the store uh, there for the Pelicans, so you know there's an easy way for them to kind of utilize the pre-existing infrastructure they have around the apparel business and the jersey sh- shirt business to now tack on another aspect, which is the authentic memorabilia. I've never felt smaller in my life. One time leaving New Orleans, I left. I was walking out with two guys. One was Danny Shays. You should remember Danny Shays, right, Barr? Yeah. Son of Dolph Shays, right. played at Syracuse, and longtime NBA player. And on the other side of me was uh, Mark Eaton. Hmm. Remember Mark Eaton of the Utah Jazz? Another seven foot oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I got these All two right. guys next yeah. to me, and I'm just, I felt like a two year old. It was ridiculous. No, they're, you know, they're like hot. Both high, seven, de- legit seven plus. Yeah. By the way, did they say how much this deal was for Zion Williamson or is that something they, they did don't not discuss? They, the did not, they did not say. We don't, yeah, the, it is chicken, we just don't know if how, we put it many, on the scale how, how, heavy the, how heavy the chicken is. <laughs> this has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday talking to you about some of the biggest issues in the world of sports. By the way, if you want to check me out on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at Big Bar Sports. I recommend it. I'm Scott Soshnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi Williams. You can follow me at Novi underscore Williams. Tune in later in the week. We speak with the biggest and brightest names, including a big one this week, guys. We have Patrick Mahomes. Oh! Quarterback, Super Bowl MVP. MVP. Two-time Pro Bowler, about to be a very rich man as well when he signs his new deal. You've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports, and you can get this podcast anywhere where you get your downloads.